Balancing Point, Episode 14. Welcome to the Balancing Point Podcast, where we invite you to join us on a journey into the amazing world of professional ballet. Our guests will provide you with an inside peek into this exclusive world while offering motivation and inspiration on how to not only succeed in dance, but also in life. And now, your host, Kimberly Falco. Hello and welcome to Balancing Point Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today marks our two-week journey into the world of professional ballet, and it's been an awful lot of fun, but we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. We'd love to hear whether or not you have a guest that has been your favorite, or if you have any requests for upcoming guests. We do have a lot of amazing guests coming up in the near future, but we're always looking for some inspiring ideas, so let us know. You can let us know through our website, which is balancingpoint.com, P-O-I-N-T-E, like the point shoe. You can send us an email through that website. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so you can certainly send us a message through those channels as well. All of those are Balancing Point. So let's get started. Today's guest is Fabrice Camels. Fabrice was born and raised in France and began ballet training at age three. In 1991, he entered the prestigious 300-year-old Paris Opera Ballet School under the direction of Claude Bisset. Then in 1998, at age 17, Fabrice moved to New York and then furthered his training by joining the Rock School and dancing with the Pennsylvania Ballet. After September 11th occurred, he was not able to acquire his visa to re-enter the United States, so Fabrice returned home to France, where he joined Paris's most famous cabaret, the Lido de Paris. Then, in 2002, Fabrice did return to the U.S. and joined the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago, where he still dances today as one of their lead dancers. All right, so Fabrice, I've shared a bit about your accomplishments with the listeners. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your personal journey in dance? Well, it's a, it's a long journey, for sure. Uh, I started dancing in France um, what happened is that my sister used to take ballet and I used to come and watch her dance, um, watch her, you know, practice. And what happened, the dance studio didn't have a voice, so they kind of dragged me along and brought me into uh, the studio. And this is a pretty much how I started. It was kind of fun because, you know, you're, of course, you're the only boy, get a lot of attention, there's a lot of girl. It was, I was four years old, so it was, it was, it was fun at that, at that point. And, um, later on, um, they, she, the, 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 my teacher sent me for the, the Paris Opera program. Um, I don't know if you're really familiar with the Paris Opera. There is, it's sort of a boarding school where basically they bring students in and in the morning you do academic work and then in the afternoon you do ballet. So it's a, it's a mixed program and you do, uh, basically runs to six to eight years there it's a it's a full-on program associated with the company so there's one in london uh there's one in paris and there's another one in russia and um what happened i, I just got into the paris opera i did you know i think probably around like almost like eight years there and uh, it's it was it was it was really difficult, you know. It's almost like a small uh, little army, um, 
thing you know you don't have much to do like uh when it comes to you know like fun things you know it's really really kind of like well organized it's education and ballet and you have you get a little bit of fun but it's not you know what the young kids in our days mm -hmm. do you know like going out and it, there's no such thing so it's very demanding program mm -hmm. and and what happened is that well i I'm, you know, I'm the tallest dancer out there in the world. Unless there's someone six, seven and a half, there is, um, I'm sure there's not in a, in a major company. I'm the tallest one out there. And I didn't get to be the, the, the tall dancer that I am today um, while I was in school. I kind of grew really quickly at age like 16, 17 around at that time. I was taking an inch and a half every month. It kind of surprised everybody growing so quickly. Over the course of the year, I reached like six feet and plus, and um, there it kind of it was it was really overwhelming because my height, uh, only because my bones were growing so quickly and it was pulling you know my muscle and my tendon and all that, and it was like creating all those growing pain and all the osculators in your in your knees, you know, all those all those problems that 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 came up and. Um, it was it was difficult for the body. It was difficult also because the big question was, you know, could I fit into the Paris Opera called a ballet? And the answer was obviously no. The the Paris Opera are they not very tall? Well, they're they're not six feet plus. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, I'm six six and a half right now, and so it's it's very very tall. The corps de ballet, the 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 Paris Opera is very notorious to have very clean and perfect assemble. Um, you know, there are, there are 100 plus dancers in a company and they have quite a short, the choice to meet, to, make, to meet those requirements and make the, the assemble perfect and one line. Everybody's the same size. So for me, you know, I mean, staying in the Paris Opera was uh, definitely not an option. You know, pushing towards the direction was very silly. So all this, you know, put together was just not right for me. So I, I came into the U.S. and tried a different company, and then I joined the Joffrey Ballet in 2000. Was your intention or dream to join the Paris Opera Ballet? You know, that's a very good question, actually. Um, I mean, it's a very prestigious school. Everyone knows it, um, knows the, the school uh, in France. Everyone knows it. Everyone has... But it's it's you know it's a three hundred years um, you know um, program you know like he has you know ballet in, in France is very well respected so. And then when you grew so tall was when it kind of shifted for you and you had yes, to make different I had decisions. Very different decisions. I think okay. I knew that I wanted to do ballet around the age of fifteen. Um, I think that I, I knew that I, I was good at it, you know, I was good in my classroom, you know, I'd, you know, I was competitive with other students, you know, we were doing good, you know, we we're pushing. I think when I knew that I had, you know, the, the, the talent and I was getting, I was getting great, you know, great results and I was doing good in class, then, then I think that, I, you know, I was kind of like pushing towards that, that direction that I wanted to stay in ballet. You're probably the tallest male dancer around, right? I, 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 as I said before, I think I am the tallest one, the tallest ballet dancer in the world. Like, I think so. I'm, I'm six, six and a half. Exactly. I don't, <laughs> you could change and go to basketball. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there is another professional ballet dancer in a major company taller than me. I do not think so.
And you're quite muscular too, so you've really you're kind of a unique look, I think, in my opinion, to for a ballet dancer. Well, I know I this is really uh, me. Um, that was my choice, actually. I'm very unique on my own, like this. You know, like I'm the tallest one out there. Like I, uh-huh. if I would keep a slim uh, physique, uh, most likely I would look even taller. Um, if, that's true. If if you if you if you become a little bit more muscular and you you work on this proportion, you look average. People, if they see a picture of me, they cannot tell I'm very that tall unless I'm with someone else. Oh, that makes sense. And because I kind of like work on the proportion of like you know develop my upper body a bit more, and I want it to be very very unique. You know, like I I'm because then you know you just need to accept what you're good at. You know and. Um, you know, the, the, our company, you know, today we have like very tall dancer, you know, we have like new, new dancer coming in, they're like six, three, six, four, they're getting tall, you know, I'm not very, that unique, you know, like I'm, I'm six, six and a half, I'm still the tallest one, but like now they're getting, they're getting there, you know, they're, you know, it's not that, you know, huge of a difference. So did you seek out the Jeffrey because of your height or did they come to you or how did you wind up choosing that company over all of the companies in the United States? But when I was to Joffrey, Joffrey, it was, it was, you know, I knew the company was great. I knew they were, you know, they were known in France and they were known for, for doing all these different type of work. And I was really intrigued about it. And I wanted to, to see what they had, you know, in their repertoire and what the company was all about. And I knew that Chicago was a great city. So, and sometimes it's just, once you land in a city, something clicks or doesn't click, and you can't ever describe it sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I took the um, Greyhound. I remember um, I was in, in Boston, and we, you know, because I was the first year, you know, I was in the BB2, and they call it first year, you know, Boston Ballet. Very little money, so I was like traveling, you know, using Greyhound and t- doing different audition all over the U.S., and I ended up in New York and audition for the Joffrey Ballet in New York. At the, I think the audition was held at the Joffrey Ballet School. And it was, I remember it was, oh my God, it was ridiculous, this audition. It was like so many dancers auditioning. It was really overwhelming, actually. I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not going to make that audition. You know, it was like, I remember the line was like downstairs. It was going up the stairs. You have to grab that number. The, those classes were Field. It was so many dancers. They were. We would start to a plie, and they're like, "Thank you very much. We're gonna keep this number, this number, this number." Oh no! And they come back later on. They do treat all this. Thank you very much. It was so many people. And they would creamed after a single plie. You know, they were like, "Be like, okay, thank you very much. That's enough." You know, like <laughs> try to try to really kind of eliminate all the dancers because it was like too many dancers. You know, I mean thousands. It was it was ridiculous. And then how? What was the process then? How did you find out you got in, or did you just kept? dancing <laughs> actually i think that day i'm the only one that walked home with the contract <laughs> and they told you that day they told me that day yes <laughs> so at that point in time where were you living uh at that time i was living in boston okay. and it was like i was traveling everywhere you know like just to, Audition. to see what the, yeah auditioning and and see what the, the war had the world events had to offer and then how quickly after that audition did you start working for the Joffrey? Ha ha. That's a really, really good uh, story, actually. <laughs> um, 
you're uh, yeah it's kind of you it's kind of amazing what's going on in the world well i was i was dating this young girl um at the boston valley we we're both very young and she um basically we decided to go and audition together and see if we could you know get into Stay together absolutely you know young and <laughs> in love, love. <laughs> And uh, we decided to go and audition for the Dutch National. And the Dutch National had a contract, but they simply were waiting for dancer to leave. And he was supposed to, to, to tell the company back in December. So they had contract for the, the girls, but not for the boys yet. And they had to wait until December. Yeah, it was, it was during the summer. Okay. That happened. So I was with her. And I I went back to Paris, and September 11 happened. Oh my goodness! And I, my mother, you know, at that time she's like, "Well, send your your the 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 contract back to Joffrey, and you know what I mean, and and you're gonna go to Joffrey." I was decided to go to Joffrey anyway. And like a few weeks later, like September 11 happened, and they closed, you know, to all the borders, right? Everything impossible to get paperwork impossible to get a visa i was i was i was stuck in france it's, it's so out of contract with the joffrey but it's not involved to get into the joffrey it had to have been so frustrating because you have here you finally get your golden ticket and you can't do anything about it yeah pretty much um you know I, you know my, my i was i was just really I was really bummed, but I knew, you know, I mean, I knew things will get better. I had just to be patient about it. And uh, my mother was was just not really thrilled with it. She was <laughs> like, what What did you do? And I said, and do you think you're going to be at home? Do you think you're going to stay at home and doing nothing? You, you're gonna, you are getting a job. <laughs> you are getting a job. I don't care what it is. You are getting a job. And I was, so what did I the was, Joffrey say at that point in time? Did they say just hang on, we'll figure it out? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, they were they were very supportive. So you know, it was it was it was difficult for everyone, especially me. You know, and I yeah. was stuck there, and my mom just like kicking me out and be like, not kicking me out of home, but be like, you you're gonna get a job. You're you're doing something with your time. You know, you're not just simply staying at home doing nothing. So, um, really funny. She, she wonders, she comes back to work and she's like, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go for the Lido. And what's that? The Lido, it's the famous Parisian cabaret. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing now. But it's like the equivalent of the Moulin Rouge. There's basically two uh, cabarets um, in in Paris. There's uh-huh. the Moulin Rouge, which is up, you know, up around Pigalle, and there's on the Champs Elysees. It was a very prestigious. It's more the classy version of cabaret. It's called the Lido. It's very prestigious and all that dinner and party. And I was just like, no way, <laughs> I am not going there. No way. She's like, yes, you are going there. So, you know, I always listen to my mother. She always had the final word. So there's nothing you can do. And here I am, like, auditioning for the lead and I get in. Oh. And I literally do my whole year there. Oh, wow. That had to and have been actually quite interesting. Absolutely amazing. That is one, like, really of, like, an amazing experience. Because 
you know, I had a mindset like ballet is it. There's nothing better than that. But this world has so much thing to teach, you know, for us dancer. And I got in, you know, and very quickly, you know, the director knew that I had the talent that was ballet. I, was, I had better training than most of the dancer. It was it was amazing. I mean, for me, like we had to learn how to sing, how to learn how to tap. Oh, you had to learn how to sing. Yes, <laughs> it's like singing. Tap. What if you couldn't sing? <laughs> you you had to sing. You had to find a way to sing, and it was everybody singing there. You know, they all all over the world too. They're like Australian, like they're everywhere. British. Ev- this everybody was in that cabaret. It was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience, really, honestly. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, my director, like, basically trained me in the discipline with this wonderful woman called Laurence Fanon. He got me so much experience. And literally, I was, it was a, a frightening experience because those lips were dangerous. They were scary. I mean, all of them were, like, one-handed, upside down. Things were ridiculous. After that, I think he really boost, boosted my training and my yeah. confidence. In partnering, like it was nothing that else I could have done would be more scary. That the time being at the Lido doing the well, acrobatic. yeah, because now you go and you're like, throw me anything, I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very, very, very overwhelming. Just because you know, also you're by yourself, you know, they're expecting you to do all those crazy things, and you had to do all this, those, those lifts. At that time, the owner of the, the Cabaret de Lido, um, you know, there were these very powerful men that only very a lot of like places around Paris. So knowing that you were from the Lido, I would walk every other place in Paris and, and there would be open door. You know, really? like, Fabrice, hey, come in. Oh, what Here. a fun experience. It was it was it was great experience. It was really, really good. It was very prestigious. I mean they treat the dancer like they're superstars over there. You know, they're like, you would, I remember it was, it was a very luxury life. They will like have cars for us, driving at home <laughs> at the end. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Very great um, paycheck for sure. Um, you know, that's <laughs> Your mom must have been really happy then. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, she gets to see me because I was in boarding school. Then I was in the U.S., you know, for like a couple of years. And then I finally get home, be close to them, you know. I've been life and no stress and because it was just like a show at night. So during the day I could see them and oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think we had the, the chance to catch back. So then how did it come about that you finally were able to get over to the U.S. again? I believe, you know, we are, things happen for a reason. And I think that this experience was supposed to happen before I get to the job free gave me so much, you know, and when I got to the Joffrey, I was, I was just like not afraid of anything, you know, at that point, I knew partnering was I could do everything, I knew that I had my classical training from the Paris Opera, I felt so strong, you know, I, I felt like nothing could be an obstacle, you know, like I felt like I could dance fast, as fast as like shorter people, I felt I had every correct card in my game, you know, like, and the way it happened, I was in Paris one day, and um, somebody, I just, I remember during the night, I was like, I got to go. I got, I got to go back, you know. I picked a ticket, and I emailed um, Adam Sklut, who was the director of Valerie West and Cell. He was actually, you know, at the Joffrey back then. And I told him, he's like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come in and take class with you. You know, I know there's, there's still, you guys are still working on the paperwork, but I, 
I want to I want to I want to come. So it's like, okay, I come into class. So I, I flew to Chicago, get there, take a, a, a class, you know, um, you know, take class with them. And they're like, you know, we didn't talk to you. Um, unfortunately, because of, you know, September 11 and all that, the economy kind of like push us to cut the company. So we don't think, you know, we're going to hire you. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, like what I just have done. Yeah. I, I came I came here to and I kind of told my company that I was, you know, I was kind of done with the Lido. Right. It was just like, what have I done? Like, I just, just like, I just a big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. I was just like at home. Like, I wanted to go and I, I did this crazy move. I bought a ticket and just took up and did this. And now, like, oh, I was wow. like, wow, this is over. And I'm I, like, I walk out of like, we were in the front of the studio <laughs> and I'm like walking towards, you know, my, my dressing room and I hear this, this voice, you know, behind me and it's Jarlapino. And he's like, Oh baby, you here. <laughs> and I turned around and it's like, and like, it was just like, I felt like my, my heart was lifting in the air. I was like, I was like, savior. He's like, <laughs> now who can't... is that? Gerald Arpino is the founder of the company. Okay. He was with Robert Joffrey. He was, the, they were the two creators of the Joffrey Ballet. So he, he was like, Oh, you came here for me. Finally, you're here. And I was like, yes, I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and I remember them like, but we are, we are cutting the company inside. And, and I remember Arpino just going crazy. It's like he said, I, Make the contract in this company. Go get him a contract. He starts tomorrow. He starts tomorrow. And I was like, <gasps> hey, man. So what if you hadn't have run into him? You know, and I'm telling you something. Absolutely. Like, it's things really are magic. Things happen for a reason. Like, and I remember that Mr. was not even supposed to be here that day. You know, like. People, they said it was upset because they were doing like the movie and all that. And it was like a lot of things going on in the company at that time. And it was not even supposed to be here. Things are really kind of amazing. Yeah, just... it could have been a split second. If you had stayed in the studio another minute, it might have changed it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It is crazy how things work, so. Wow. I know. Well, can you share one specific shining moment in your career so far? Oh, shiny moment. Uh, there's, you know, like, I think, like, first of all, um, you know, being able to have, you know, dance this much into a major world-known company and kind of pro- proven everybody else wrong right. about height. And, <laughs> you know, I think that's my first victory. I hold this one very high and I'm very proud of it and I'm very thankful. Um, and I will not say enough thank you to this man who died back in 2008, Raul Arpino, for giving me that chance and believing in me. It's huge, you know. Yeah. It took, you know, he's always been this man like, you know, like very open minded about possibilities. And I owe it to him, you know, um, big time. You know, I feel like he really um, gave me the shot. You know, yeah, it sounds like it. I was able to do it. So, you know, proving that I was able to dance and, and make a career at my height and dance all the big role. Um, and, but one of them who are really, I think it's really 
to my heart and, and very, very precious. It's Othello from Larry Bovich. Just because I remember when I was still in the Paris Opera, I mean, we would talk about dancer from all over the world. And yeah. What was out there, what's the, the really the great things out there. And at the Paris Opera, the big talk was about Othello. And when Othello came to the Joffrey Ballet, you know, and Othello hadn't been performed by a lot of dancers. Yeah. And knowing that I was going to be the next one, work with Lar, you know, take tackling a, a ballet such as Othello, it was grueling, it was ridiculous, it was, it, it was, it was huge. Yeah. You know? It was huge, and it was also a huge honor because I knew that all those amazing legend that danced before me and I was next. It was so that was like for me it's like something that I have to heart in. And then has there been one piece of advice that has stuck with you throughout your career? Oh yes. <laughs> it is it is never and never uh, you know, like done. And it's never you never can raise both of your fists in the air and say, I am on top. Right? It's it's an art form that always ask you to be put you back in consideration every day and it gets tough it gets harder and harder every day because with time comes age and age and body the body slowly shows signs of it's slow take his time to recover or you get like you know like his stamina goes away yeah. not that i'm at that like phase i feel like there's a lot of like i didn't steal a lot you know and this is not really the reason it's right age that well, sometimes the body kind of reacts and you have to learn to adapt to that. But then what happens is the wisdom of oh, your mind yeah. causes you to be smarter in how you dance. And you almost, I would imagine, can learn things quicker because of that wisdom. Yeah, I think, I think also it's a message for the young, the young ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they hear, hear me, like, respect your, your elders. You know, I think it's very, very important. You're, find yourself very humble and respect your elders and, 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 and f- find, find someone you, you really you can use it as an example and, mm-hmm. and appreciate that because right. we all get old and eventually, you know, you'll get there. I think it's, it's very important because, you know, what I think is very difficult too, it's like every day, you know, I've been 12 years with the Joffrey Ballet and there's new blood coming in all the time. And, you know, they want to be, you know, the principal, they want to do all this part. They want to do this. They want to do that. So they push, they push, they push, they push. And, uh, so sometimes it can be very difficult, you know, I mean, you have to put yourself back in concession. And of course, you know, you're not 2019 fresh, you know, you're not willing to jump, you know, like, like crazy and, and, you know, take a lot of risk because you know that, you know, what you are for the company. And like after 12 years, you know, you know, that's what you're going to be doing. You know, you can't just like do crazy things because once you're injured and mostly with a company like the Joffrey Ballet, he plays domino effect on all the rest of the company. That's true. And, and that, you know, you can get like, suddenly you can be dancing and then once someone goes off and then suddenly you'll be dancing something else and then you're, it, it could be very difficult. So, How many members I, are in the Joffrey? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think there are uh, 40 plus. Okay. We're not, we're not that, I mean, actually the, the, the company kind of like uh, shrunk a little bit. We're using a lot of, we had um, the Joffrey Academy that is actually growing, you know, new dancer who's getting in a bigger, bigger by year. And a lot of trainee comes and join a company who are uh, trained directly now, you know, at the Joffrey Tower. Where, you know. So we're using a lot of our, of our program, our training programs and trainees and all that. 
Regarding, I know you've mentioned your family. How has your family played a part in your success in dance? Um, you know, my mother is, um, she's a fighter. You know, she, um, she never accepted uh, half, 50%. Or, you know, she, she always been pushing really, really hard. And, you know, like when I was young, you know, like, uh, you know, when you're young, you don't understand what your parents, uh, why they're doing all this. You you think they're uh, almost sometimes the enemy. You're like, oh, mom. But I will say, like, you know, like to all parents, you know, like keep pushing your kids, you know, because eventually we understand at some point. And, you know, I, I totally get, you know, the message, you know, she was, you know, she was trying to not say how much I appreciate. My mother was really huge into my career. Like really huge. It's actually really, she's been my mother has been very like um, a very strong uh, personality. She's you never you know I never it was never enough you know never 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 enough. Like it was like okay yes it was never enough. You said before was a proudest moment too. Actually my my one of my my very precious moment was when my mother finally said to me, "I get it now. You made it." Aww. And it was during our fellow. It was my first year. She came and see the performance, and you know it was huge success. You know, we had the standing ovation and all that, and she she got to see it, and I think it kind of like shook her because she haven't she haven't seen me dancing for quite many years, and so it was like a you know huge deal. Fellow, she came in town, she could see me, and it was people were, and she's like at the end of the show we went to have dinner, and she's like, Fabrice, you know, I get it. You say you you made it, you know, like, and I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, that's a really like, nice thing to hear. Yeah, it was it was nice. I feel like at that time, you know, like it was huge trophy. Like that. Take it back home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, can you share with the audience something that's really exciting you right now? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm a big, a strong, you know, fighter, and I want to kind of like turn this kind of. Uh, view that people have, you know, and over ballet. Most of 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 guys think that it is really for very feminine yep. art form, you know. And right now my big project is um I'm tr- putting this huge um project of cartoon together called the Ballet Monsters, preparing to make um some show it to different companies if and I and hopefully I get picked up, you know, by some network and and finally, you know, young generation can have, you know, superheroes that do ballet. I love that. So that's my big project right now. I've been working for years on it. It's it's, it's really cool. There's nothing out, like there's nothing going on right now online. It's just like really like uh, all my work. I, I'm going to be presenting this very, very soon to uh, different people that can take it to the next level. Um, and that's that's pretty much my my big, big, big thing right now. What's your advice for aspiring professionals regarding summer intensives right now? Hmm. Well, come to the Joffrey Ballet Summer Intensive, of course. There you go. <laughs> the company is is booming right now. We're getting finally our classical work together. We we're, we are, we do our, our classical repertoire, and I think it's going to keep happening. We have a Don Quixote. We have... You know, we do the classical work, and but Joffrey is so rich within other things. 
And that thing with what's going on in the world where we're going, you got to be able to do everything. And that's why the job has been very notorious. I think that's the way to go. You know, there's no, you have to be able to be able to do everything today. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. Fabrice, at this point in the interview, I'll be asking you a few questions provided from other aspiring dancers. Um, and these questions are actually from Twitter. So question comes from teen dancer five, six, seven, eight. Her question is, what are the most important things you can do at an audition? I think at an audition, like the big mistake of everyone, they just, but they want to be the superstar. If you're here as you, as you start into the company, clean and consistent. So they're looking for you to be having the best lines so they can use you and show that you prove that you can be consistent. You're clean, you finish your exercise, you have a nice fifth position, nice plie, beautiful line, you know what I mean? You know how to work your legs, you work your feet, you work your pulmon, like how to place yourself. You know, like it's very important. And all those details get that you can be clean and consistent over quantity. So in closing, Fabrice, just a few final questions for you. The first one is, if you could go back in time to your 13-year-old self with the wisdom, confidence, and lessons you've learned along the way, what advice would you give to yourself? <laughs> I will give myself my, my, my secret training that I have right now to keep myself <laughs> okay. up and running. Because, you know, my parents were not dancers. I wish that I had this kind of mentor, like a mentor, someone that was there with me and be like, you know, this is the way you can do things better for you. This is how you, you should approach it. This is what you should be doing at the end of the day. You know, so I would like go back in time and I'll give me all right. that. Right, that's true. You'd be that. your own mentor. <laughs> I'll be my own mentor. I'll be like, get a second position <laughs> plate right on the floor right now. Flex, ability, that's all you need to focus oh, on. great. And yep. with the same yes, wisdom, yes, confidence, yes. and lessons learned, what would be your advice to aspiring dancers today? Um, oh, there's so, so many advice, you know, you know, it depends. I think it's, it's always never take things for granted. You know, just when you have achieved something, go always for more, you know, uh, never believe that this will be enough and that will suffice, you know, for the rest of your career. Just always challenge yourself and, and tackle things you know, in class and the things that you cannot do. And finally, what is your favorite motivational quote and how have you applied this in your life? Um, I'm actually want to make a t-shirt of that. Give, always give 200%. And they're like, well, 100% is a fool of yourself. And it's like, well, the 200%. It's this, this thought of always going beyond the things that you can do. I think it's always, you know, like, going beyond you know and uh, going beyond every day of the the, the oh, you that's good, of yeah. yesterday you know well thank you so so much i love that and um if somebody wants to get in touch with you i know you have multiple fan pages and websites and so um yeah it is um my fan page is the best okay. way to reach me out um you know i know that there is you know i try to answer everybody and you know all the time i'm trying to be very proactive with my social media i think it's important i get a lot of requests there a lot of questions and i try to answer everybody please fan don't get mad at me when i cannot answer there's some days they get really mad <laughs> we will link it into the show pages so that everybody knows all the multiple ways that they can follow you and watch your career 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to today's interview. We look forward to hearing from you and keeping in touch. And if you liked today's interview, we would greatly appreciate you stopping by iTunes and leaving us a rating and review. And thank you and have a great day. Thank you.